We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Previously on the What's Up Falcons podcast. Well, he's up on no, Another name I was going to throw out was uh, Mike Vick. Your thoughts on Mike Vick? Q, let him answer. Q, let him answer. Blocking Mike Vick is the biggest enigma in Atlanta sports history. Right. He could have been the most special player of all time, but he decided at the end of the day, he lied to everyone. He also let the organization, he lied to the organization. Right. He lied to the owner that gave him $100 million, and he was praised for being black. You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast with Rock, Hoop, Q, and keeping it sexy, LG. So you don't get a pass just because you're black. Right. He, the bottom line is, man, he lied. Everything he did, basically, in Atlanta. But here's the biggest problem I have with Michael Vick. What about Algie Crumpers? Maybe he would have caught another 50 balls, man. He might be in the Hall of Fame. So if your quarterback is smoking, well, don't, was night, truth. don't rest. Right. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is Michael Vick's ineffectiveness killed everyone. Because right. if you can't throw the ball on time or know the plays, he killed Algie and them. Ward Dunn didn't get no passes. Remember, Mike was always late while he always run. So mm-hmm. Michael Vick, to me, was very selfish because it wasn't just him affecting himself. He wasn't prepared, so guess who else was affected? The entire, the all those guys on offense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, hey, man, I know people like to go back to it and try to talk about this and that and that. But, man, are you kidding me, man? If you really know the truth and how it was when I was talking about it back in the day, right? man, Michael Vick was, at the time, man, one of the worst things that could ever happen because it was a lie and he had so much power right. that the organization basically got behind him and he lied to us even even when it all came down right. he lied to him gave him one more little last lie yeah to look stupid yeah, yeah we always I don't, said I don't, that again I don't, always... i'm not i'm not a big not a big fan not a, i'm yeah. a big i respect him as an athlete right but everything 90 everything he did he's the most selfish athlete in atlanta sports history and because uh, he was uh-huh. given everything and all that and mm-hmm. so the bottom line is all you had to do is do what normal people do right you know stay out of trouble do what you're supposed to do right. and just play and he would have been the heat michael vick should have been the greatest atlanta would have won multiple super bowls if mike wouldn't have got jammed up i can't agree right agreed agreed, agreed. agreed. No question. Yeah. michael's a dude now i mean he's a dude now right but man yeah. you can't have your quarterback getting high man come on every friday and saturday man come on man Come on, man. I mean, Matt Ryan did that. If Matt Ryan did that right now, man, cats would run him out of town. At least the cats show up. Hell, that's true. Yeah, dude would come to practice with twenty-five homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I was gonna get at. That's exactly what I was gonna get at, man. Click, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. You know? So yeah, and I like Vic, and I think he's a special talent. 
Right. But you know, as a but as, as a teammate, like one of the worst teammates you could ever have. Wow. If what, if what you're saying, if what you're saying is true, hmm? how did he hmm? how did he get past the drug test and everything? Because I agree that. I mean, I think uh, Hoop and I, I would definitely agree. We were season, season ticket holders all during yeah. that time. How did this guy? Yeah. How did this guy make it so far? Because we always agreed Vic was late, and that's why he ran. He missed it, yeah. and he had to run. He missed it, and he yeah. had to run. Right. How, how do you get past well, the drug only, test? Well, you only have. They only take one drug test a year, man. You know, every year they, if you pass one drug test, then you're not going to be in the system. You can smoke your head off. Okay. So, right. but the difference is. Chuck Smith, even though I didn't smoke, if I played defense, it's a little different. I ain't right. got to read defense. I ain't got to do a little extra studying. I ain't got everybody. I ain't got the whole organization's fate in my hands. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have, you know, I don't have the ball in my hands. I didn't have to throw on rhythm. I didn't have to have, worry about Ray Lewis and check, understand, and cover one, cover two. Right. He's in the most special position in the game. And you can't be, you can't be a dude who ain't sharp and play that position. That's why now they're so big on quarterback IQ. So you can already yeah. tell you this now. Uh-huh. Hey, I ain't gonna say I ain't never done it, but if you smoked out, ain't no way in the hell you're gonna be able to read no defense and play in that break round. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> but I do get but I but again, you know, but and I think he realizes that, man, come on, Mike's best time years in Atlanta. Right. And I feel, you know, I know some of the I always felt disappointed because I mean I'm I'm a Falcon fan. Nobody's bigger than that bird for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when he started proving that all that stuff was going down. Right. I was like, man, because I was kind of around it a lot, man. But people thought I was crazy for things that I was saying. But hey, man, it is what it is. I speak the truth. And uh, hey, at Chuck, the time, it was a mess. <clears throat> it, was there ever a time in your career where the j- game just got easy? You know, like, you know, I go mm-hmm. to work every day. I do the same thing every day. And, yeah. and, and to me, my job is easy. Was there ever a time you got mm-hmm. so in the zone of what you did? Practice didn't yeah. matter. Only thing that mattered was game, and it was just so easy because you knew what to do. Mm-hmm. You were working smarter, not harder. Was there a point in your career where, yeah. where that was happening? Yeah, yeah, man. I did. Like, I had a few years there, especially when Dan Reeves was around. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah. more of a pros coach, man. And he, uh, you know, I always had like a, a bad knee, so they would let me give me a lot of free time. Right. You know, I wouldn't always practice with like one or two days or something like that. I would go out there and play just to be special Sundays. And it was pretty easy, man. And, you know, and then during those times, you know, I was just, you know, I was, I could dominate everybody I played in that. Yeah. So and that was because I just, I just was blessed, man. Right. You know, to play and have technique and things like that. So I was really super confident. And, um, and I think also I had to play against so many good players. Right. And I just wonder, you know, I got to the point where I could really um, dominate all, you know, a lot of the guys I played against. And it, and I got the. And you always wonder. Me and Jesse Tuggle would always say, right. you know, we can't account for how the ending is, but we can the one-on-one battles. We have to die in the sky doesn't lie. So I felt yeah. real comfortable around about. There was about three years, man, where win or lose, I just always knew that I could pretty much dominate, and that made me very confident. Okay. A question I always ask everyone that comes on the podcast, especially defensive right. players: Who's the best quarterback you mm-hmm. ever went against? Two questions. Steve Young. Steve Young? Steve okay. Young. And who was the the toughest running back to bring down? Oh, man. Uh, that's a good one. Barry Sanders. No one else is even close, man. Wow. Barry Sanders is the most elusive, most, there's nothing like him. He's the, the most deadly weapon ever played a game, man. Right. With the ball in his hands, there's nothing like him. You can't, no one, two men can tackle him. 
He, when he got the ball in his hands, he could cut. He could run full speed or four three, stop on a dime, go sideways, lateral. He's like a true jitterbug. If I, ask, if I ask you right now, if I ask you right now, give me three players' names in the league right now that are just unbelievable, that are just the top of their game right now, what three players would you name? I'll say offensive defense doesn't I'm matter. Um, Tom Brady. Yeah. I would say um, JJ Watt. Oh, I knew you were going to say And that. I would say, yeah. um, I'd say JJ Watt and Brady Watt and give me Aaron one more. Don- Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Really? Aaron Donald. Mm. Yep. Wow. He made first team all. I mean, he's been all pro his first two years in the league. Right. Yeah. He's got double digit sacks, nine his first year. He plays for the Rams, and always remember, it's not like teams are exactly throwing, having to throw a lot against the Rams. When you get blown out, teams run the clock out, running the ball. Mm-hmm. Pretty phenomenal what Aaron Donald has done, and um, JJ Watt. I mean, he speaks for himself. Oh, yeah. oh dang, I forgot about my man. I got four. Von okay. Miller. <laughs> Brian oh, Miller. Von okay. Miller, yeah. Von Miller. Von Miller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Von let, Miller. Let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. You've seen the Falcons uh, draft, and right. you've seen the Falcons mm-hmm. schedule. What do you predict the, the, the Atlanta Falcons to do this season? Because I feel like that schedule is a very tough schedule. Well, you never really know. Injuries happen, other teams fall off. You know, who would have told? Remember the Falcons' first time falling off about three, four years ago? Right. That was shocking. But I think they can do well, man. I, mean, I think they can come. But I think right now they just gotta they just gotta kind of stand up to Carolina a little bit. Right. You know, Carolina has a psychological advantage over them. But anything can happen, man. I mean, you got a franchise quarterback, and yeah. we only won one divisional game last year. We only won one divisional yeah, I know, game but, last year. What do you but, think about Jameis Winston? You know, I think he's special. You think I he's think, special? I met a mm-hmm. guy this weekend, and he was a Tampa Bay fan, and he was a big fan. He said, you know, they call him Famous Jameis. And I said, I think it's a little bit too soon to give him that nickname, but is he going to be Famous Jameis? Is he going to be famous for what he does on the field, or is he going to be famous for uh, stealing mm-hmm. crab legs? <laughs> well, he's always going to be famous for crab legs. Oh, That's yeah. part of it. <laughs> oh, you strong. I said we strong, man. He's got two big receivers. They're building, and they're building defense, man. I think, you know, I think I'm really excited about, you know, them adding Noah Spence, the best pass rusher in the draft, and um, he's a double-digit sacker right now. Right. And I think that's, a, you know, talent with McCoy. Right. They had a really good D-line coach in Jay Hayes from Cincinnati. But I think Jameis has got a – I mean, he's cool and calm, man. He can play. I mean, I really think he's a good quarterback. Right. Um, but I don't know – I'm not sure exactly what, what they're going to do, but I think – I think Jameis Winston is the second best quarterback in the division. Wow. Wow. Drew Brees. Matt and Drew. They're both number three. Matt and Drew both number three. Wow. I'm going to ask you one more question I got on my mind. And I've been thinking okay. about this, and you might you might want to dodge it. You might want to talk about it. We'll just whatever we'll do with it. <laughs> Tread easy. Tread easy. At 790 The Zone, it seemed like you came into mm-hmm. 790 The Zone, and... It was popping when you came into 790 Zone. It was awesome. It was great. Right. What the hell happened at 790 Zone to make it just fall apart? I mean, like you, you and the King and everything. It seemed like it was going great for a yeah. while, and all of a sudden, I was, I just mm-hmm. felt like it, it just wasn't where it should be, and I was just like, damn, the game don't mean enough to mm-hmm. you. 
And that's so, very fucking apparent. I never really had a true passion for radio. I just did it because uh, I got jobs and got checks and it kept me relevant. I like just talking and talking to the people in my city. And next right. thing I know, I started getting hired full time. I really just wanted to be a part time. And I just think it was a great station, man. They had a lot of talent, man, they really had there. And, um, you know, I was really like my the stews. Was always pass rush. All right. Yeah, okay. I think the stews are really great, man. Um, you know, I hope one day they find you know another avenue. If I had a radio station, I would hire them. Well, I think yeah, great. definitely a little bit before their time. Well, yeah, I, I think the same thing. I think there was so much before their time. That well, well, Doug already has a show, though, man. It. Doug has a show that he does every morning, uh, but it's on the internet. And it's a live call and yeah, show. Think, and it, and yeah, just, good. yeah. And I think Ryan, uh, he calls in every now and then, but uh, mostly it's just yeah. Doug, man. And he he still he had missed a beat, so. That's really disappointing, man. One of the all time great disappointments to me in Atlanta sports, anything. Mm-hmm. The dudes got getting blackballed and basically outed in radio. They're talented, yeah. and I believe there's a voice. There's a there's a voice. You can be right wing or left wing. Right. I think Hell the yeah. had a great voice. I think they had an awesome show. Right. And I think Amen. one day, I think one day somebody's going to take a chance on them and they're going to do really well. I think those guys are super talented, man. And they're more talented than some of the other guys that are on the radio now that got right. to go to, to 680 The Fan. And right. so, was, and they're also more talented than some of the guys at seven at 92.9. Right. But again, you know, they, them guys were in your face, controversial. Oh, yeah. But really, they weren't that controversial. But them guys were just, again, man, you, when you're in a, we think Atlanta is a big market, but it's really not. Right. I got like two more small, questions. Small, small market. I got two more questions for you, Chuck, and I'll leave you alone. Mm-hmm. I'll let you get back to, to sure. life and everything you got going on. But uh, first sure, question no is, is uh, first question. Which one do I want to go with first? First question is, uh, oh, I, I don't even know how to say it without uh, being disrespectful. But how the hell did you guys you can say whatever you want to say, man? Okay. How the hell did you guys beat that uh, Minnesota Vikings scene? <laughs> In 1998, <laughs> like I, I still, I'm a Falcons fan. How did you mm-hmm. beat that Minnesota Vikings team? I mean, on paper, you should have got your asses whipped, right? But you you pulled out a miracle. I mean, how did y'all pull that off? So what did? What what, you, let me ask you this though, real quick. What paper did you see? We should have got our asses whipped. We had an 1800 yard runner. We had a 4000 yard quarterback. We had and a coach that had a receivers. heart attack that same week. I know, but what is that? You said on paper. The coach hard ain't on paper. So, now let's get back to the facts, man. I just want to make sure we talk. We're going to talk football with me. Randy Moss was putting up crazy numbers. Randall right. Cunningham. Randall no, no, Cunningham no. Was but putting you said up. on paper, okay, they got it. Maybe got not on paper. Just, just for the feel that okay. everything was – just maybe based on the feel that, that the, the community was getting from listening to sports talk radio. And I would say that. I would say I, oh, yeah. maybe I was listening to okay. too much sports talk radio. <laughs> Um, no, you said on paper, game. so let me, let me, okay, let me make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take, take that paper. Let me finish. I'll take that, okay. take that back. So okay. I'm very sorry. Uh, oh, my God. Line, oh, my God. They had a great offensive line. You know, yes, I'd sir. say they, they match up with us there. But defensively, I mean, we had – this not even comparison. The D line we had, yeah, they had John Randall. He was a beast. That's all they had. They didn't have any linebackers. We got legends at linebacker. They were in their prime. We right. had Ray Buchanan, who was the best in the game. Eugene, the best in the game. Actually, if you really want to look at it, the kickers were a push. Morton Anderson, they're both Hall of Famers. Gary Anderson. We had yeah. Dwight, the best punt returner in the game. So, honestly, when you really look on paper, that's not what happens on paper. That's just everybody likes to, in our era, 
they like to they listen to them years for years everybody demoralized the 98 Falcons because of the negativity that happened with Eugene so they basically find lots of reasons to hate on the team when you look at it on paper man there's no I mean there's not a team in Falcon history that's even close to us right no one mm-hmm. you look at the mm-hmm. there's no there's no one on this defense now that would start for us not one guy wow not one so the only wow. guy maybe the last couple of years that could start is John Abraham so yeah, when you think about it, man, on paper, man, we're absolutely stunning, man. Are you kidding me? And for one year, and we can only go by that one year. So man, going into that man, game, you were not ballers, intimidated. Man. They made it to going the Super Bowl. Going into that game, you were, you were not intimidated by that Minnesota Vikings team that was scoring so many points. Randy Moss catching so many touchdowns. I mean, it was, it was. I mean, for Randall Cunningham, if he would have won a Super Bowl, yeah. I, I, he's one of my favorite players. For Randall Cunningham, if right. he would have won a Super Bowl, I would have thought to myself, oh, God, mm-hmm. my, I saw my favorite player win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And you kind of disappointed mm-hmm. it. And it was fine because it was yeah. the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm a big Falcons fan. But, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that was, that was one of the most amazing upsets I've ever seen in my entire life. And, and that, was, that was just amazing. Right. Well, we created parody, man. Before that, everybody thought about Super Bowls. You thought about the big cities, man, that had already been there a lot. Right. So I think when Atlanta created parody, but always remember how we intimidated Randall Cunningham. We played against the 94 ers man. The same guys all those years, me, Jesse, and all of us, Travis and Lester, we played against the 94 ers We played against yeah. the 93 world champion Dallas Cowboys, man. Mm-hmm. So we played mm-hmm. against the 95 Brett Favre and Denver teams, man, all those years. So nah, man. Guys, there's no, there's no such thing as. There are teams that might get intimidated, but I think that's a little overblown too. Right. Now there was, I mean, we went 14 and two, man. So we yeah. weren't intimidated. You know, we, we yeah. respected those guys, and you know, we had a, we 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 respected them, but we didn't fear them, no. Okay. No, we didn't fear them. We were playing that name game earlier. What if I throw out Dan Reeves? Mm. I think he's a great coach, man. He's an even better man. You know, he's like been a role model with me and like a father figure. He's always there even now supporting and anytime I need him, he steps up, man. Every time. Nice. He's like super cool, man. That's cool, man. Yep. That's cool. That's well, Chuck, cool. man, we don't want to keep you, man. I know we kept you on for a while now. That's all good, man. And we That's really... That's good, man. I, pre- I enjoyed it. Oh, man. I still, we... I still have more questions. I'm going to say <laughs> John Elway. Tell me about John Elway, uh, sir. Q, we got to go now. We've been going too long. He's one of the greats, man. John Elway is one of the all-time greats, man. Mm-hmm. Always okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, tell yeah, me about uh, tell me about these housewives. I see you on the housewives. Tell me about these housewives you grew up with. Oh, what Lord do you think about you. these housewives? Oh my god! With? Oh my god! Oh man, they're super cool, man. You know, okay. all of them are cool. Nene's super successful. Phaedra, yeah, doing her thing, Phaedra's man. Doing her Candy, thing. they're all great, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, they're super cool. You know, I got a chance to get on there and kind of shake it up a little bit. Had a good time with it, and um. No doubt, man. It's just, you know, I've, my life has went in all kind of circles and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for him, man, and I wish him the best, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what about Chuck Smith being a defensive coordinator somewhere? If not even a head coach nah. somewhere, but at least a defensive coordinator somewhere. Yeah. I mean, today you laid nah, it all out. You laid out the blueprint for the Falcons. You... Nah. No, no, no. I can talk the blueprint, but I'm not committed to put in that kind of time to be a coordinator. Maybe a defensive line coach again someday, but never a coordinator. Them guys put in so much time, man. I'm not I'm not interested okay. in spending the night and stuff like that. I'll tell you something, you know? Chuck. I was very disappointed at that press conference when you uh, left uh, UT. I was very disappointed in that, in that press conference. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that if you want to elaborate on it or talk about it, but 
that press conference. It yeah, man, like I'll elaborate. Just out there by your, yeah, you were out there by yourself, and I just felt like, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Nah, man, it was a you know really tough time for me at my university that I love, and right. you know I went out there and you know and talked about all of the things that happened there, man, and all the different things, man, and you know everything I said was true, and everything right. that came to pass, you know, became true. So I, you know, I stand by the things that I said, and I wish I had did in a different way, but nonetheless, man, it was just you know one of the many phases of my life, whether it's on the radio, whether it's coaching, whether it's playing, or whether it's on TV. You know, it's just a blessing, man, that God has put me in position during the good times and bad times to be able to have a voice. And I don't take that very lightly. And that was just another way God put me in position to have a voice. I hear you, man. Well, we won't keep you, man. I know you know, you got to get to your things. So I would say as a Falcons fan, we love you. Yes, sir. And uh, if there's any way, you know, we can see you back in the organization, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but uh, I, I really appreciate you taking the time, Chuck, and, and putting up with us, man. And uh, you got some new nicknames oh, no problem, tonight, man. so that's awesome, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got a new nickname. It's all good, man. So I appreciate you guys, man. No problem, you Chuck. Guys have a good evening. You too, bro. Okay, guys. Bye bye. Thank you. All right, fellas, that was uh, Big Chuck Smith. Thanks, Chuck, for listening, for calling in, and uh, and hanging in there with us, hanging in with us. Although we called you by the wrong <laughs> you nickname. You know, I called you by the Roman <laughs> nickname. Many thousands of apologies. Hey, I, will, I will say Chuck took a stand. You know, he was not afraid to take a stand on what he took a stand. You know, yeah, yeah, he, how he felt. So, right. you know, I was surprised on a few of those answers, honestly. Yeah, yeah Chuck. Uh, yeah, I was surprised, too. I asked a couple of tough questions, and he was like, yeah, let's, right. let's talk about it. Let's do it. I was like, mm, right, okay, okay. <laughs> well, we didn't do well. We did a little draft talk. I mean, I don't know if y'all want to go into more detail on uh, on the draft picks. Almost over an hour already. All right, we maybe yeah, we'll, I'm, I'm about to get off the phone. But yeah. uh, yes. All right. Well, come on, sure come on. Right. Let's hang in there for a second. Do a little <laughs> oh, draft no, man. talk. We early, I got early. Can we get morning. five minutes? Five minutes of draft talk. We got early. <laughs> no, no. Dude, five eight, minutes is thirty minutes. <laughs> Hey, uh, y'all, y'all, it's 8.30. Hey, hey, it. all right, all right, before we wrap it up, let's, we'll just wrap it up. Y'all hang on the call. Okay, I'll say, y'all hang on the call. I'll call when I get in the car. I got to go yeah, somewhere. Okay. Wrap it all right, up. you want to do some draft talk? Al, you can drop off, and then Greg will jump in the car, and we can do some draft talk real quick. All right. Yeah, we yeah, need to have some draft talk. We have no draft talk, and we're a Falcons show. Well, we got to have well, some draft need, talk. We need to do that on a different show, man. This one's been over, over an hour already. Oh, I'll feel you on that one. Yeah, I want to get to the hall. Oh, what do you got going on tonight? <laughs> what do you worry about what I got going on? Not, not, not another is, two hours of talking. Is Caitlin coming over? We're not even at two hours. We're at one hour. It's in there. In there. We can wrap it up in five minutes. Five minutes. We can wrap it up. Everybody can hang on there. Five minutes. Talk a different show, man. But, uh, I want to thank everybody for checking us out. I know it's been a minute since we had a show. But I uh, hope you enjoyed Big uh, Chuck and um, his opinions about the draft and uh, his time with the Dirty Birds. Arius Falcon says, thanks. <laughs> and I'm going to get a quick shout out to, to Arius Falcon and Brosev for uh, keeping hitting us up on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out on whatsupfalcons.com, on iTunes, SoundCloud. And check out our t-shirts we have. We have some t-shirts on whatsupfalcons.com, too. We have a shop. I so. want a t-shirt. I don't even have one. How do I get one? You go to Tell what's up Falcons. One. Go to whatsupfalcons.com and click on shop. And then you see a whole bunch of uh, t-shirts. Well, not a whole bunch. We have like three shirts and we have, a, I think, uh, one or two hats on there. So show some uh, love to the, to the uh, podcast and help us pay for some of this equipment here. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll Venmo you. We'll Venmo you. We'll all step in. Indeed. And leave us your voicemails, too, at 770-268-0555. All right, fellas. Uh, any last uh, thing before we end it? Well, uh, Peace. I mean, the artist notice Prince could step in if you want that, but we could let it go. <laughs> I want to save him for another time. Yeah, I got to get all of it. All right, fellas. Night, fellas. Later. Later. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com.